Losing Sucks episode 37, and I am your host, Dustin Blanton, along with Travis Masterson, as usual. Welcome in. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Losing Sucks. We've got a bunch of fun shenanigans, Tony Pollardness to talk about this episode. Big picks, does it bounce? All the normal stuff you want to hear on a Losing Sucks episode, but holy Taysom Hill, Travis, let's get it, you know what, I was going to say let's kick it off, but let's pick it off, okay? Let's pick it let's, off. Yeah. Let's, what let's happened throw, in the fourth quarter of this game? It was a weird, it, it, like he melted down, like it was like he couldn't, he got to a point in the game where his legs couldn't make up for the picks he was throwing. So he's like, I, screw it. I'm just going to throw a bunch of, uh, like, I throw a pick six. And just, like, people, like, look back on the game like, oh, that was actually a pretty good fantasy for Taysom Hill. And then you remember, <laughs> oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. happening so fast. I was like, I looked at my pick wife and I was like, pick. did you rewind it? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. They just got the ball. He was like, no, you have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. We don't want I- it. I didn't. St- I it was a roller coaster, for just watching the Saints' offense. It was like, oh, this this offense is really bad. Then, oh, this offense is really good. And then it's, oh, it's bad again. Oh, it's worse. It's worse. It now. was not a. It was not a boring game, which sometimes no. Thursdays can be. I feel like Thursdays have been pretty good all year. Yeah. If you had Tony Pollard, CD actually held his own, and Deontay Harris, you had a pretty good day. And uh, Taysom Hill had a good day too. But Man, Dak Prescott, twelve points. Yeah. And if in the if you have a minus one for Brutal. a pick, I think he had eleven or twelve. If you have the standard minus two, he had a, a single digit game on a Thursday Ooh. night. Just you're fighting uphill. You gotta probably yeah. change your strategy yeah. and go with some upside guys after your quarterback gives you nine. I can hardly contain my excitement for the starting running back for the Cowboys, uh, Tony Pollard. And just how electric he looks. Because he did something tonight that I don't think Zeke is capable of anymore, uh, at least not this season. And he broke off that like 58-yard run. And I got to tell you, folks, Ezekiel Elliott's not, he's not that guy. You watched him, and you guys, this, this clip made the rounds a couple years ago. But do you guys remember that clip like at the end of David Johnson's run where he like was like jogging? behind his offensive line on a on a stretch play and it's like oh this guy's done that's kind of what it looked like tonight with Ezekiel Elliott the dude he looks like he's in pain he yeah he just looks like he's broken right now and for whatever reason they're like nah he's like uh he's like Mick in uh from Rocky just keeps him on going and then you know there's Zeke just like oh call me Mick and then he's like no, we got to throw in the towel. Zeke's not coming out of the game for whatever reason. He's just, he, guys, he is what is taking the joy from Tony Pollard. He is the reason we can't go full bore into Tony Pollard season right now. And I'm telling you, it's coming. They're going to clinch up a, a playoff spot. And then they're going to be like, all right, we can shut Zeke down. He's got to get him healthy, healthy. And you know what weeks those are going to be? Those are going to be weeks 15, 16, and 17. Those are the playoffs. Those are when Tony Pollard's going to come in. Y'all, it's Tony Pollard 
league winner season. I've been saying it all season long. We're here. We're finally here. We got a preview. The trailers come out. And now we just got to wait for the release day. It only took 12 weeks and a nagging injury to Zeke. Let me just defend Zeke for a second here. Because if you have, if you have Zeke, he's probably been a large contributor to your success. And you are probably a playoff team. When you look at the first-round running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, all of those guys have been worse than Zeke Elliott. Yeah, okay. Worse or hurt. He has, been, he has played every single game. He is RB7 on the year. So it's really tough to hate on Zeke too much because he's given you a successful year. But yes, I do think um, this is the changing of the guard right before our eyes. Not that Zeke is not going to be relevant, but you're not going to see a 20-carry game from Zeke the rest of the no. way. I really well, don't think what so. What did we say earlier this season? I said I didn't think Tony Pollard was going to take over the entire backfield, but a 60-40 split moving forward, I don't think it's crazy to think that that's what we have. Um. You could be onto something yeah. here, Dustin. How about C D Lamb though? The dude just looks so good. Just so good. He's such a freak. This He's is... such a freak. He had that hard knocks esque catch that yeah, almost oh. counted. And he, he came up and he yeah. he raised his fingers up and was like, that was close. He made just a bunch almost of went Odell on y'all. from Dak. This offense, I it's I don't know. It's like um it's like missing, missing. I don't know something. It's just not clicking ahead a hundred percent. We saw him yeah. probably about like eighty percent tonight, and it just kind it kind of shows us. Okay, Amari Cooper, you know, banged up. CD Lamb had a bunch of opportunities. I thought Michael Gallup showing the skills. Boy, I'm glad he calmed down after He's, that touchdown. I'm safe for uh, another oh, it's week. It's coming, man. It's it is coming. Not this week. <laughs> Not this week, I guess, but, oh, I'm excited <laughs> for it. Oh, I already, uh, already prepped the fiancé that uh, the, the legs might that be. That you'll be shaving your legs. Yeah, that the, the legs might be looking. Uh, Tonight was your chance. Now with Amari coming back and CD just doing CD things, Dalton Schultz is established as a top five tight end right now. That's crazy. Like it or not, crazy. he is a top five every week. Yeah, he's, he's consistent. He, he is what we needed this year. Just the consistency, just uh, another name to plop yeah. in the tight end bucket. But that was a good start to week 13. We've got some more um, interesting matchups. Our normal segments, Travis, we've got a lot of fantasy. There's some questions I want to throw your way. I didn't want to put it up on the show sheet because it's it's kind of – it's been on my mind and – We'll throw it in there uh, because you didn't put up the would you rather question. So I'm just assuming we're going to we're going to just drop it. We're just going to drop it this week. And that's okay. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. So I'll save it for the end. But ask me, what do you got? Well, I'm going to I'm going to sneak it in here. I'm going to sneak it in here. We're going to break up some of the show just so it's not constantly names and and thoughts and names and thoughts, even though this is going to be some names and thoughts. But it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. All right. Let's start it off, though, with some Does It Bounce. I'm about to bounce back, bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce.
Okay, we've got some players that we want to know this week. Travis, week 13, are they bouncing back or are they not? Start us off with, give me your running back to start it off. Who's your running back that you think will or won't bounce? I think Miles Sanders bounces back in a big way. And I hate to say that for you because you play against him mm. in the home league. That is a must win. It but hurts. Miles yep. Sanders, in what was a crowded, healthy, and very effective running back room, is now by himself. Jordan Howard, Boston Scott not practicing. Miles Sanders practicing in full for the Jets. Jalen Hurts banged up with the ankle. Oh, come on, Jordan Howard. I think it is going to be a lot of Miles Sanders against the Jets on Sunday. Oh. And uh, let me give you a line oh, here. Man. I want to say... Come on, man. I think he has his, his once or twice a year... Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley type 70-yard breakoff. Oh, why? Which would lead to about 120 total yards and a touchdown. Mm. I think you're going to see eight, 18 in a standard, 20-plus in a PPR. Well, I can only hope that you're wrong because that would be that would be <laughs> that I'm very wrong for my yeah. team. That is riding high after Tony yes, Pollard would. saved us, after I was forced to start him. Um, I, for those of you that don't know, in our home league, I am in the absolutely must win the rest of the games this season, just to make yeah, and get some help to and get some help. Um, we are we're all full bore, and I, I have faith, but uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna see. Um, my running back pick is Corduroy Patterson, and I I don't think he's going to bounce really? back. That's why I put him in here. I don't. I don't think he's having another huge okay, breakout good, good, game, good. Uh, as we saw from him last week. Obviously, he's facing Tampa. Yeah. Um, it's a divisional matchup. Tampa has been obviously doing their thing against the run. Um, Cordero is. I just. I think this is going to be a quiet game for him. We're not going to see those ultimate, you know, red zone packages that they have him in, where they're just able to magically manufacture a touchdown and keep him in the. Uh, the higher running back tier or whatever kind of, I don't know, weapon tier that he is in now, but Corduroy, I, I, uh, I don't think that this is a week that we're luckily I face him too, but I don't think this is a week where we're going to see him. I, I, as I scroll down this show sheet, I'm seeing no some very wishful okay, thinking. I think we and, just need to stay uh, a I theme here. We need that to stay. You, <laughs> The guys that you hate this week are the guys you're playing. We need to just stay against. in each segment, Travis. Oh I think we need to not scroll down the show sheet. Um, <laughs> let's just stay in the moment because, yeah, there might be a theme, but they are aren't without merit, and I stand by them. So, okay. Theme aside, let me ask you this about Patterson. Okay. If if Patterson does not have a good day, mm-hmm. um, actually, I think he was the number one last week. Was he a number one wide receiver last week? Um, last week, he was a I number he one. Was. He had yes, like 25 yes, points. Yes, he was. So when yep. you say he doesn't bounce back, what is he not bouncing back from? He's not bouncing again, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's so no bounce back. So you think back. he has a bad day? Yeah, he's not staying up with this. So, like, you know when you bounce a bouncy ball, and, like it, it has a first high bounce, and then it doesn't, you know, it comes right back a little bit lower. He's, right. Yeah, it's like this time. You're gonna bounce, but it's gonna. It's like the tenth exactly. bounce, exactly. Like gonna go straight to the the tenth. Okay. Bounce. So if he doesn't, if he's on his tenth bounce, yep. You don't have Ridley. 
Mike Davis sucks. Right. Kyle Pitts has been awful. What do you think happens in this game? Uh, Does Atlanta have less than 100 yards of offense or something? No, I just think that Kyle Pitts can have a good game. Okay, so let's give Kyle Pitts 100 yards. Okay, let's give Where do the other 200 yards of offense go? Oh, they don't exist. They don't exist. So, so <laughs> Olamide Zacchaeus for 150. Okay, I like it. I think, I mean, look, I mean, you'll have a handful from Russell Gage. This offense does not look great. I mean, we can break down the entire game, but what I'm telling you is just, I think. A realistic, realistic stat line for Patterson. What for do you For Patterson, think? I think, you know, he's probably going to have right around 12 touches. He's probably going to have, I'll give him 60 yards. Um, but I don't think he gets a touchdown in this game. I think he's going to have, you know, he's not going to have a weak winning week i think he's going to have a modest you know running back three four week i mean mix in some of those touches but i just don't think him have i don't i don't see him having that much of a dynamic impact um like a game-breaking impact like i'll i don't ever like factor in like okay he could have that game-breaking play like the you know like a 70 yard touchdown um but that could happen in any game so you're saying he has his second worst game of the entire season. I think this is going to be a bad game for him, yes. All right, All right let's move it on. Cordell Patterson, uh, I disagree with you. I think he gets his usual 80 yards and a touchdown. I don't see why he wouldn't. Okay. But I want you in the playoffs. For those listening. So do I. And we've got like probably 3,000 listeners at this point that, that just can't wait for the show right. every morning. Right. So this to you, th- to you, three thousand <laughs> listeners, uh, Dustin and I are absolute rivals in this home league. One hundred percent. Just like any other rivalry, if I'm not winning the championship, he's winning it. If he's not winning it, I'm winning it. We'll leave that part there, and I'll just say we need a Super Bowl rematch for sure. The league is happy. Give me your quarterback big uh, bounce back. Do you have a quarterback that does or does not bounce back? So I have a quarterback that is going to bounce back, and luckily I'm happy that my hometown Chicago Bears can provide this for him. Kyler Murray against the Bears. Um, It's not much of a stretch to say Kyler Murray can have a breakout performance, but he has been um, down this year. Not a lot of rushing um, performance. A a stout injury history this year, if if you'll um, take that verbiage. But Kyler Murray against the Bears. The Bears um, struggle right now to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, DeAndre Hopkins should return for this game. Chicago, again, really struggled against the Lions last Thursday when we saw them last. It is tough sledding for the Bears. Um, but Kyler Murray... Um, the focus I'm putting here is against this Bears defense, who is going to be most likely without um, Rokon Smith. They're likely going to be without, obviously, Khalil Mack out for the season. Akeem Hicks out for the season. Eddie Jackson. He's out for the year? Hicks? Hicks. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say out for the season? Um, Akeem Hicks is, is out for this game, most likely. Um, and then Eddie Jackson oh, okay. um, hasn't been practicing. So it's not looking good for this Bears defense. And Kyler Murray probably going to be able to slice him up any which way he pleases without even having to have a huge rushing game. I think uh, there's a good chance that he gets a rushing touchdown in this game. They don't have to put up 40 points to win this game, but they could um, just with how bad the Bears are right now. So I I like Kyler Murray as a bounce-back candidate after the tough 
unKyler esque year he's had this year so far. Over under twenty four. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna put him over in this game. All right. Is is he your homely quarterback? Uh, that's that, that that's irrelevant. Oh, interesting. That's irrelevant. My quarterback Jimmy G. This was a is tough he your one homely quarterback? Is he, he your is homely not. quarterback? <laughs> never has, never will. I this is hard for me to put him here, but I actually in general when we were doing these picks this week, mm-hmm. this was the the hardest uh, week that I have experienced picking big picks, picking bounce backs. There's so many question marks around all these guys. Yeah. So Jimmy G, I'm trying to convince myself that even without Debo, I still like him to find George Kittle. I think Kittle can finally have a good day. There's a lot of touches and a lot of offensive focus to go around without Debo on the field. Mm-hmm. I think that very much benefits Kittle and Ayuk. I don't think it affects Elijah Mitchell. He was already getting a lot of touches. I think they, obviously, you know, as they always do, establish the run with Mitchell. And once that is established, it will be the play action to Kittle and Ayuk. I think Jimmy can throw for... 275, 280, and get two or three scores. I like that. I, I like it. I like him over 22 points. Interesting. That's that's a solid game for him. I mean, he is facing Seattle. Seattle's got a, let's call it a soft defense. And it's a divisional matchup. Um, I like that. I like that. I think that's definitely within the... I feel like Seattle is going to lose interest in this season really fast. I man, it's they really have struggled. <laughs> what are they? I think they're three and eight. Everybody else in the division is balling out. Yeah, yeah, and they are by far the worst in the division. Russ looks lost. DK's frustrated. They have no running game. Yeah, it. it this is well, not on. Seattle's not in they a good spot. They have Adrian Peterson, Travis. <laughs> Yes, the practice team, the practice the squad. The Hall of Famer. I can't believe he signed just, just to be on their practice squad. Is, it, is that what we're I doing? I mean, looking at the money that a practice squad running back makes, I would do it. I would do it. I'd do it until I was 50. You, yeah, he you needs guys, it. You, you guys need um, someone to, to put some pads on? In, serious note, interesting fact. DJ Dallas played 80% of snaps in the second half. Wow. Okay. If you are in a deep league and you need a running back who is on the field a lot yeah. for a chance of something to happen, he went over 50 yards. Sure. And I think he actually had four or five targets Yeah, and 80% of snaps. So he's probably out there. If you're in a really bad situation, he's worth a flyer. Yeah, San Francisco just been – they've been doing some good things lately. So I think Seattle – oof. That should be a fun divisional game. Let's uh, let's round it out with our wide receiver um, bounce backs right now. Mine is I I picked DK Metcalf. Oh <laughs> uh, I picked him last after, week. That didn't after work the out. scathing Sorry, review from Travis, I still think DK Metcalf has a good enough performance this week in a divisional game where I think at least. We're able to get some plays to him. He's not going to have another four for thirty-six game. You know, I I think I think this could be another. You know what they need? You know what D- DK Metcalf needs? What does he need? Geno Smith. <laughs> well, uh, 
you know, maybe next year he can have his wish when uh, when Geno Smith is the starting quarterback for the <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Last I checked, when Geno Smith played, DK Metcalf went over 80 yards and scored. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Russell Wilson can catch all or can count all of the catches for D- uh, DK Metcalf on one hand right now. Yeah, so it's been it's been rough for DK Metcalf. Like I said, I think divisional matchup. They still don't have a great secondary. I think he's able to break free for a big one in this game. Um, obviously I still think the 49ers are going to win this game, but crazy stuff happens in divisional matchups. I think Russ is a good enough quarterback to get DK the ball. I think they figure a little bit more out. Um, like I said, they're not winning, but DK Metcalf goes and has himself a decent game. I'm going to give him, you know, he'll probably get, you know, close to a hundred yards this game. So mine is Jamar Chase out of LSU. I am begging you, Jamar, with Joe Burrow throwing for two touchdowns in his last five games combined. Surely that pendulum starts to come back the other way. And Jamar Chase needs to be part of that if that's going to happen. On paper, the Chargers defense against the pass has been really good. And they have players that can back up those numbers. It's not a fluke. However, my gut says that this becomes a shootout. I think much like what we saw with the Chargers and the Browns earlier in the year. I don't know what it was about that game, but it, it was like a 40 to 40. And I feel like this is this kind of has the makings of two offenses that are really due to just click at the same time. Both go over 30 and be a very fun fantasy matchup. Jamar Chase is due to catch a long one. It's been like six weeks. So that's kind of my theme with these bounce back guys. And even some of my big picks is if you've been quiet for four weeks or more, it's your time. Okay. We need you. I wish that Jamar Chase would just release his schedule of when he's due for these big games. (laughs) Like... Yeah. I keep hearing this. He's due. He's gonna like he's gonna have this. I wish there was a way we could just like pull out that schedule. Like, all right, this game, I I I'm slotted for 182 touchdowns, 13 receptions. Like, this is the game I'm supposed to do that. So put me in your lineup. It'd be nice if I had that. That'd be uh that'd be nice, Travis. The key is to just say it every week, and then when it happens, just victory lap the heck out of it. Big picks. Let me run through all four of mine. Ooh. Oh. Okay. And this will, um, it'll give you some time here. Sure. To really learn from somebody who. Okay. My title is the world's worst big picker. (laughs) Because I don't know what it is about the guys that we pick to have great weeks. It just does not happen. I, we have been it's so been unlucky. Bad. <laughs> it, we're gonna have to keep a record of it next year so we can see how bad it actually is. Maybe maybe that starts to turn around. Anyway, maybe it's this week with Kirk Cousins. No Dalvin Cook on the field. It's Detroit. Obviously, they have not won a game. Cousins gets it done, even though it's on the road. It's in a dome. That man loves to play in a dome. Thielen, Jefferson, Conklin. I'm starting everybody on the Vikings. I think that they really have a day through the air. 300 yards, three touchdowns for Kirk. Ooh. 
easy top eight quarterback on the week for me. I like it. Kirk Cousins. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Coming off of a 36-touch day. That's big. Now J.D. McKissick likely out, which has been the debilitating factor for Gibson in many weeks. I think Gibson gets inside of the top five this week at running back. Ooh. It's realistic to think that he would be he will be on the field for ninety plus percent of snaps. So it's fair. He looked as good as he has all year last week. Vegas has given up the fifth most points to fantasy running backs. Mm. Another twenty five touch day and a lot of productivity coming God. for Mr. Antonio Gibson. I, I know I you like it. to hear that. There's a league where you really need him to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's well documented. In the same league, but I'm not as desperate at the moment. But I really think Ayuk, going with my Jimmy G pick, he's projected 11.9 points and a half PPR. I think that's far too low with all the vacated targets and production. I am very happy that Brandon Ayuk turned his season around because it was grim there for a while. And if you were able to buy low, like myself, he's Mm. been fun to have on your team. He looks amazing, he really freakishly is. athletic. Every time he touches the ball, he has a chance to take it to the house. Particularly, and I know that football heads like to say, get north and south. But when this guy's going sideways, it is like he has a different gear. It looks like a gazelle on the yeah. field. It's, it's just fun to watch. Um, it's the antlers for me, man. Yeah, it's, it's the antlers for sure, right through the helmet. But back-to-back good games uh, with Debo out, I think... Brandon makes it three in a row. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And I'll wrap it up. Yeah, let's go, I will wrap it up with Mike Gesicki, Miami Dolphins out of Florida. The man has not gone double digits, even in a half PPR league, since October 24th. Most people didn't even know what they were going to be for Halloween, let alone had gone to a Halloween (laughs) party. The last time Mike Gesicki did oh. anything scary on the field. It is mother wow, freaking December, Dustin. It is time. Yeah, it's getting He's cold due. out here. We all need Mike Gesicki to get rolling again. Be that top five to six tight end that you were for so long. Come back to us, Mike. All right. Round it out with the sick man, Gesicki. Oh, gosh. I had no idea he's been that cold. So cold. You know, my quarterback big pick feels like he's been cold because he's kind of looked human lately. Tom Brady is my big pick of the week. I like that we're kind of past a point where Tom Brady feels like a cop-out to feel like he's going to have a good week. Um, But he's facing the division opponent, Atlanta Falcons. You brought up, um, you know, we talked about this matchup earlier and how they're going to stop Corduroy. But Tom Brady, this week against Atlanta, look, there's no one on that Atlanta defense that scares me. The Bucks, even without um, the vaccination status Antonio <laughs> Brown, um, I think they've still got more than enough. And I'm actually going to tie my quarterback and my tight end together in this one because I'm also picking Rob Gronkowski as my tight end pick of the week. They I love playing together. He sees that 
that extra bump in volume. He's going to score a touchdown in this game. I'm going to lock it in. He scores a touchdown in this game. He's no one on this defense will stop this offense. Um, I just ball control for them scoring with ease and Lord help the Falcons. If they turn the ball over, I think that the bucks have a great game. And again, I'm, I'm giving Gronk a touchdown and a handful of receptions. Tom Brady goes wild for four touchdowns in this game. So bold call, Chris Godwin, wide receiver one, week 13. Oh, yeah. Overall. I like it. Wide receiver one overall. Actually, I'm going to give that honor to Mike Evans. So he's going to be force-fed because he's been quiet. Yeah. I'm, this is a breakout Mike Evans game. He's going to have a big, All right. big game. Big game. My running back. Big pick of the week. We are just going to ki- I Look, if you listen to this show, you know we hate one team above all else. And I haven't really <laughs> thought about it until I've gotten to my running back pick of the week. But it is Elijah Mitchell, the left hook to the face of the Seattle Seahawks. And he's had 27 rushes in the last two games. Like Each? Each game. Oh, my each gosh. game. The last game we saw him, he had 27 rushes and six targets for five receptions, 35 yards. This guy is about to annihilate the Seahawks because you know what we know about a Kyle Shanahan offense is that he feeds his favorite back. Elijah Mitchell, he's just too fast, too quick, too strong for you. He will score this week, whether it be yards or touchdowns, probably going to be both. He's a running back one this week, and you should feel absolutely great having him in your starting lineup. You're welcome, Travis. I hope you feel good about that. What would you I give up for a guy Travis. like Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> I'd give up my soul, Travis. <laughs> I would happily package my soul and ship it to you <laughs> if I had him on my team. I gave Dustin um, J.D. McKissick and Clyde mm-hmm. edwards Lair for Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, Clyde uh, is actually going to come in handy this week. At the time, it was a very smart trade for you because the the reports were Clyde is practicing in full. Yeah. He's ready to come back next week. And meanwhile, Antonio Gibson had a full-on fracture mm-hmm. in his leg. It looked like he might be shut down, and you needed the insurance of J.D. McKissick. So yeah. I still don't think that it was a bad yeah. trade. It's just one that has worked out really well for Elijah Mitchell. Sometimes that happens. It's really fun when it happens to the back to back to back yeah. to back. <laughs> why do you got to why do you got to keep saying the back? Why are we, why do we got to keep At saying the back? At some point you got to stop, stop the back. that. You got to stop me from yeah, saying to back to back. You stop the back. All right. Stop no the more back. backs. No more backs. No more backs. Only on the one back of Elijah got- Mitchell. One guy's coming back this week. He's bouncing back against the Houston Texans, and that's Michael Pittman, my wide receiver big pick of the week. I love this. He's Look, this offense has looked great. Don't look at the win-loss column. Yeah, they lost last week in a shootout against the Buccaneers, but the Houston Texans are not the Buccaneers. They, they also have a weapon called Jonathan Taylor, who the Houston Texans are going to have to account for. Michael Pittman going to see his full allotment of targets. He doesn't always see double-digit targets, but I think he'll probably see that many this week. Um, you know, it's always been kind of tribal knowledge that um, T.Y. Hilton destroys the Houston you got Texans that right. anytime he plays. But I think it's Michael Pittman's turn. I don't think they have an for answer for For the next for decade? 
Yeah, for the next decade. Yeah, it's 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 his turn to absolutely brutalize the Houston Texans. But I think this is Michael Pittman's turn. I think he has a nice game. Carson Wentz is still playing very well. Um, it's um, going to be in a dome no matter where it's being played. So weather's not going to be an issue. I think Pittman has a nice game um, versus the division uh, opponent in Houston. I love that call. So, Michael Pittman, you're my guy. You've been my guy all season. Let's light it up one more time. Do you have him Help too? me get to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's weird. I do. Jeez. I do end up... <laughs> I do actually have him. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault. I have good players on my team. Well, okay? they they listen to the show, so they're going to get really inspired by the belief that you have in them. They're like, You're oh, my right gosh. Dustin well, picked me great. for big pick of the week. Oh, I have to go off on Houston. Yeah. Oh, he needs they're, me? Yeah. yeah, it's time. Yeah, time to put on that cape, Superman. Okay, get out <laughs> there and save the day. We got a new segment. Tell the listeners what we're about to do. It's a trap. It's time to talk about some players who absolutely, positively cannot wait to go off, except for there's a caveat. They're not going to. Okay? These guys, the matchup looks super-duper juicy. It's like a steak cooked perfectly, well done with a bunch of ketchup on it. And... (laughs) God. That's what it turns out to be. You that's order a, a big old juicy steak, and that's what comes out. Well done with a bunch of ketchup. My my first trap candidate is none other than Matthew Stafford How of dare the you. Los Angeles. I'm sorry. I sh- should I call him the MVP candidate, Travis? Yes, you should. Is he still an MVP candidate? At, at this uh-huh. point, there's like 20 guys that are, so. Yeah, so he's facing the Jaguars. Wow, what a crazy good matchup. He, the, you know, the Rams, they're good. The Jaguars, they're not good. That's a smash matchup, except for, wait, is it? Is it a smash matchup, Travis? Because the Jags are actually top 10 in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback, and they're only one of five teams currently tied for second and fewest passing touchdowns allowed. So is it a great matchup? Is it such a good, it's kind of like facing the Jets, where you could beat them through the air, but it's so much easier just to hand it off when your guy can run for 150 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. To Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle, yeah, because Henderson's probably not going to play. Um, so think Michelle scores twice? I would not be shocked. I would not be I shocked. I wouldn't either. <laughs> it feels like it's coming. Because Matthew Stafford is not going to have to throw for 350, 400 yards to win this yeah. game. Like, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, the Jaguars aren't going to ha- demand that you outscore them. So you're probably looking at a modest, you know, if the Rams score three or four touchdowns, what are the, what are the chances that all of them are passing touchdowns? Probably not high. So you're talking Matthew Stafford has to throw for 300 plus and has to give you two touchdowns at least to put him in that quarterback yeah. one category. And that's not going to happen this week against the Jaguars. So what scares me about Matthew Stafford, and I think this is an okay pick for this reason, it's a great even pick. though I love him it's and I love pick. the Rams, great I, I think that he belongs in this category. Yeah, he's a trap. For the same reason that my first guy, Leonard Fournette, belongs in this category. The first reason is both of those guys, I think, will not be playing by the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And when, when you have a matchup that is so juicy, if you do not get all of the production, 
on the way to that 20 point lead in two and a half, three quarters. And then you're, you're watching that game as a fantasy player and your guy's got a cow, a, a, uh, not a cowboy hat, a, uh, a baseball hat on the sideline for the rest of the game. It's brutal. And I really think that Stafford with the banged up issues that he's got going on with his body right now, Mm -hmm. if they get up 20, he is not playing in the fourth quarter. It's possible. I think I think he gets Cooper Cup fed early and often, and they blow them out. I think the same thing happens with Leonard Fournette. Brady's going to go ham against Atlanta. Yes, he is. Everybody eats. Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk. The passing game is going to be on fire. And I think this is one of those weeks where they're going to get up, and Leonard Fournette, after a four-touchdown week last week, is going to be given a little bit of rest in the second half. They will try to get Ronald going. They will maybe give Gio Bernard some some passing work. For sure. You want to reward these backups when you can, and this is a matchup where they can probably do that against Atlanta to give them some playing time, keep them bought in, and rest your stars. So I think yeah. Fournette and Stafford share that, and it's scary to think, in week 13, when you really need a full game of production, some of these stars may not be playing in the fourth, but I think we're at that point with these guys. Yeah, I think we're, we're there where the teams are having to be a little bit smarter about when they use their players, so that's a good pick. I like it. Um, let's hit my second trap candidate. It's none other than J-squared Justin Jefferson himself. He gets the Detroit Lions, which are a juicy matchup Unfortunately, though, he plays the wide receiver position, and the Lions don't typically get beat um, by the wide receiver position alone. Um, They don't give up a lot of touchdowns to the wide receiver. They give up yards, which Justin Jefferson is fully capable of getting. Um, But this feels like a game where, again, unless he has you know a a huge breakout, 150, 180 yard game, he's probably not. I don't like to bank on touchdowns um, just because the opponent is bad because this team also has a strong running game, which the Detroit Lions struggle to defend. So even without Dalvin Cook, uh, Madison's going to be a fine replacement. And a more um, likely scenario is that Thielen is used in the red zone as he has been all season, and the touchdowns are probably going to um, find themselves in the hands of, like I said, Thielen or Madison, or you could even see a Kyle Rudolph sighting. Um, but Justin, no, no, you don't think so? Oh wait, did I say Kyle Unless Rudolph? That's gets... <laughs> a Kyle Rudolph. Oh, that's one gosh. thing you will not see. You're not gonna see it. That um, pro- maybe Conklin. maybe Tyler Conklin. <laughs> wow. Okay, my bad. I'm going all Stephen A. Smith the, over here. If you're watching the Atlanta and and <laughs> Tampa Bay game, you might see a Tony Gonzalez touchdown this week. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Um, but, yeah, Tyler Conklin. I, just, I can agree with you that you will not see that. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad we can agree. But Justin Jefferson, um, I don't think this is going to be a smash matchup for him. It's It is going to be... Like I said, it, it's going to be a good matchup for him. I don't think it's going to be a, a locked and loaded wide receiver one matchup for him, though. Is Irv Smith supposed to come back this season? No, he's out. Okay. 
my second one is Derek Carr versus the Washington football team. Okay. And this is tough because they are the worst pass defense in the league. They give up mm. the absolute most points to fantasy quarterbacks. But with no Darren Waller on the field, a banged-up Deshaun Jackson who's got a calf injury going on, he should play, but he, he tweaked his calf. And if you're a guy that relies on speed, that doesn't sound like a good combination. No. Um, I just don't see Carr having... A huge day. I don't think he will need to. I think Gibson and Josh Jacobs will be the stars of this game. And I'm thinking under under 250, 260, and oh, maybe dang. just one score. Maybe one. If he gets a second one, that still doesn't really put him inside the top 10. So even with a great matchup, I'm, I'm staying away from Derek Carr this week. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair, especially with this favorite target. Um, being out, um, I think I think that's that's pretty good. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good call there, Travis. Um, now we have some fun questions. What everybody's been waiting for. There there are some fun questions. Um, they're exciting. Um, and are you starting or am I starting this? You can go ahead and start. I'll, I'll let you start. All right, go ahead. Would you rather begin every sentence with "Hey, idiot," or end every sentence with "Haha, I was just kidding." <laughs> oh man, what is that? <laughs> oh gosh, I guess "Hey, idiot." <laughs> no, I'm gonna take it back because I actually have a coworker no, you can't who. Do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say "just kidding." Because, oh man. I'm getting married next year. I can't. <sighs> Every sentence. Ha, ha, I was just kidding. That's so obnoxious. I'd rather I'd rather somebody just say, hey, idiot. Like, at least you're I... getting my attention. We, we can laugh about the fact that you're saying, hey, idiot. The other one is just so obnoxious. I have a coworker who says, I'm just kidding, after everything he says. So <laughs> I know how obnoxious that is. It's horrible it's awful don't don't do it okay just say I'm, hey idiot i'm gonna go with hey idiot i'm gonna go with hey idiot and I I, i'm right gonna that. poll this one this is gonna be a good response tomorrow morning's poll okay that's god that what would you what would you rather do i want to hear your answer for this i'm definitely going with hey idiot absolutely well okay all right, so you're you 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 just hate the. Uh... I hate the other one so much, and I feel like if you're smiling and you're like, "Hey, idiot!" Like right. people aren't going to really be offended, but people will really be annoyed if everything you say you say, "Ha ha, I was just kidding." You can't just say, "I was just kidding." It's "Ha ha, I was just okay. kidding." That there's an, that's another level of, of well, then, please get out of here. Let me ask you this question: Would you rather be Always underdressed or always overdressed? Like, way overdressed. Like, you go to the <laughs> beach, you're wearing a tuxedo. Um, how underdressed? Is it also way underdressed? Like, you go to a nice dinner. Um, like, anywhere you go, like, you're wearing just like a, I don't know, like a, like a wife beater, jean shorts, and you've got, and you've got flip-flops on. Okay. I'm gonna go with overdressed. 
I'm going to go with overdress. And that that's also a bit obnoxious, but I think there's more situations where you're okay to unbutton the uh the button down shirt a little bit, maybe roll up the sleeves, take your shoes off. I think you can pull that off. Yeah, you're wearing a get tank a little top. bit more casual. We need, with I think that. you need to take tank top and um dub it over. You can't even get in. You can't even get yeah, in some places not. wearing stuff probably like not. that. So, all right, here's your second. And then I, and then my question asking for the night is over. Would you rather be able to stop time or fly? I'd rather fly. Um, I just feel like that'd be more convenient because stop time just always feels weird. Like I would stop time and then everyone else is just stopped. I don't know. Everything freezes except for you to do whatever you need to do. And then mm-hmm. you can hit play again or the world is exactly as you know it, but you can fly. Hmm. I guess your world would not be exactly yeah. as you know it. If yeah. you all of a sudden could People fly, have you'd be the probably the most famous yeah. person in the world. You'd be getting shot at in the sky. Yeah, good point. Good point. Like, now we got to take this guy out. He's, he's too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather have a full phone battery or a full gas tank? Oh, man. Yeah. I need some more context here. Okay, well, would you, all, would you rather... Because if, if I can walk places, I don't need my car. In your current life right now, would you, always, would you want to always have a full phone battery or always have... A full gas tank. It's going to be a gas tank for me. I like to travel. I like to, to okay. go to different restaurants, experience different things in the city, see friends and family. Um, I feel like I can do a lot from my laptop. If you need to talk to me, you can text me. I can, I, mm-hmm. I can email you. I can FaceTime you from my computer. The the things that you have access to on your phone, like Instagram and Twitter, like if you really wanted to get on those, you could find yeah. a way on your laptop. I feel like it's it's healthy okay. for everybody to put the phone down a little bit. We get so cu- we get so caught up, especially in fantasy football. Oh, like sure. like I know nothing is changing. Hang up and hang out, man. From right now until Sunday at noon, right? I will open the fantasy app and look at my matchup right over one hundred times. Each one, mm-hmm. 14 leagues, I will oh, look yeah. at every single For one, sure. probably oh, yeah. every other hour until Sunday at noon. It's sick. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get grief for that a lot. It's, uh, it's always, um, you know, like I said, she gives me the, the hang up, the hang, at, yeah. hang up and hang out, disconnect to reconnect, less social, more, or more social, less more media. It's, it's just healthy. It's just, all right, one, one last one. Would you rather never see your favorite person ever again? Or only eat watermelon for the rest of your life. Oh my gosh, I would eat watermelon. Okay, I love watermelon. I figured. Oh, okay. It doesn't uh, have anything to do with that didn't... person. I just love watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> just love watermelon yeah. so much. As soon as you said I watermelon, I didn't care what the other option was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I should have gone with like hot peppers or something. Episode thirty-seven: The Sean Alexander Fantasy. Fantasy superstar, Sean Alexander. He threw up some massive games. I just wanted to tell you, he had a 266-yard, three-touchdown game. That man is a fantasy superstar. That's disgusting. He also scored five touchdowns in the first half one time. 
Goodness. Let's <laughs> take that, Alvin Kamara. You didn't do yours in half. <laughs> if you're not following us, make sure you are over at Losing Sucks on Twitter. Send us some messages. Interact with us on Twitter. We love the conversation. Send us your start, sit, questions, any other inquiries. Thanks for listening, y'all. Episode 37 in the books. Bye.